welcome to Family Health and Wellness podcast series for parents and professionals working with families. Parenting tips. Family Health and Wellness is a part of the National Extension System, which provides research-based information and is a program of Cornell Cooperative Extension of Suffolk County. I'm Rory McNish, the host of this series, which will showcase family health and wellness educators who are experts in the field of nutrition, health, and diabetes management. Our goal is to help adults make research-informed decisions for themselves and their families. I'm pleased to welcome Kerry Retta, who will be joining us today to talk about parenting styles. Your style makes a difference. Kerry's been a human development specialist with family health and wellness since 2000. Kerry specializes in early childhood development as well as health and wellness. How you doing, Kerry? What's going on? I'm doing good, Rory. I'm really happy to be here with you today. Awesome. Yeah, we're we're doing it again. Yes, we are. <laughs> so the title of this podcast, Your Style Makes a Difference. How so? You know, um, people often don't think much about the way or the style in which they parent, but uh, research tells us it's pretty important. How a parent interacts with a child sets the stage for the child's future social and emotional development. And so the way or the style in which a parent parents is a large part of that interaction. We also know that through research, there is one particular parenting style that has better outcomes for children, including greater academic success and fewer behavior problems. Now, how many different parenting styles are there? Well, uh, there's three that were originally identified, and then a fourth one more recently has been added. So the original three were permissive, authoritarian, and authoritative, and then the fourth is unengaged. Okay. Now, can you tell us a little about each one of those styles? Yes, I will do my best to do that. Awesome. So we'll start with permissive, and this style is categorized as being indulgent, uh, giving in or providing freedom without limits. You can think of this parent as the anything goes parent. The permissive parent makes few demands on his child. He's really good at nurturing, but not so good at disciplining. And this parent doesn't really like to assert authority. The permissive parent rarely sets rules or limits and provides little structure for the child. I like to think of this type of parent as a jellyfish parenting style, because I think that gives us a really good visual to keep in mind, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of everything goes with the flow for this. Right, parent. right. All right. Let's talk next about authoritarian style of parenting. This style is described more as giving orders of being a dictator, offering limits without freedom. So that's the opposite of what we just talked about with permissive parenting. Okay. This parent you can think of as it's my way or the highway, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, the authoritarian parent is demanding and strict. She values obedience above all else and does not want her authority to be questioned. The authoritarian parent uses punishment, discourages independence, and doesn't allow for freedom of choice or expression. This type of parent provides very little nurturing um, and, and really sticks to that strict discipline. So this type of parenting can be referred to as brick wall parenting. And again, I give those visuals to help us really keep in mind which style is which. Right, right. 
So if we were to put these two styles of parenting on a continuum, we would have permissive parenting on one end and on the opposite end, we would have the authoritarian parent. Okay. Right in the middle is something called the authoritative parenting style. And this parent has a nice balance of warm, responsive parenting, but also control and demandingness. This type of parent has high expectations for their child but they're also accepting and supportive. These parents are categorized as being democratic, respectful, and offering freedom within limits. So this type of parent will set rules, but also firmly and consistently enforce them. And they're also good at encouraging independence and individuality. Children are giving choices with this style of parenting and positive communication and listening are used to solve problems. This style can go by the name of backbone parenting. So if you think about your spine and the way it gives your body structure with flexibility, mm -hmm. the authoritative parenting gives your children structure with flexibility. So this style really recognizes that parents have the ultimate authority, but at the same time, it takes the child's thoughts and feelings into account. And then lastly, is that unengaged parent. This style can be described as giving up, disengaged or indifferent. And in severe cases, it would also be neglectful. The unengaged parent does not do much discipline or guidance of the child's behavior, but also doesn't nurture or play with the child. The way I would describe this is really the parent is unavailable to the child. Mm -hmm. um, this parent spends minimal time with their child and takes very little interest in their child. Now, so which is the preferred style uh, in terms of like best outcome for your children and why wouldn't every parent use that style? Well, the style of parenting that a person uses depends on a few different things. One of which would be their temperament or it might also be how they themselves were parented as children. Right. Uh, it can also depend on the circumstances. Um, and in some cases, your level of stress might impact how you parent. And again, if you remember when I was explaining the different styles, it's really a continuum and there is some shifting that takes place. So while most parents will have a dominant style, they will tend to use a mixture of all four at different times. Okay. The research shows that when the dominant parenting style is authoritative, children have the best outcomes. So children of authoritative parents tend to be capable, responsible, respectful, socially competent, and independent. They tend to have higher self-esteem, more confidence, and be better able to control their emotions. And in addition, they tend to have fewer behavioral problems, lower stress and anxiety, and they also have higher academic achievement. What uh, outcomes are typical um, when the other parenting styles are the dominant style? So children of permissive parents, like children of authoritative parents, also tend to have high self-esteem, more confidence, and good social competence, as well as lower levels of anxiety and depression. But they also tend to lack self-control, and this can lead to behavior problems such as skipping school, aggression, and even drug and alcohol use. These children often lack respect and responsibility, and they typically do not perform very well academically. Children of authoritarian parents tend to have low self-esteem and low confidence, as well as poor social competence. 
These children have had limited independence and assertiveness. And since they've not had practice making decisions for themselves, they depend on others to decide for them. They might also lack spontaneity, curiosity, and creativity because they've not been encouraged to think for themselves. Mm -hmm. So although they may do well academically, they often have high levels of stress and anxiety. The children of unengaged parents have the worst outcomes of all. They have low self-esteem, low confidence, poor social skills, and high levels of both stress and anxiety. In addition, they have poor academic performance and many behavior problems. Now, is there anything you can do to become a more authoritative parent if that is, you know, if that's not your dominant style? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad you asked that because for many people that isn't going to be their, their natural go-to, but there are certain right. tools that you can use to kind of get closer to that style of parenting. Yeah. But the first thing I would suggest is offering choices to children. This is an authoritative parenting tool. It allows for the parent to set boundaries, but it also gives the child the opportunity to make a choice within those boundaries. So this is a really respectful form of positive discipline that not only helps to cut down on power struggles, but it also gives the child practice in making those decisions for himself. Now, can you give an example of that? Sure. Let's imagine it's a typical morning and uh, a family is trying to get out of the house in the morning. Everyone's trying to get to work to school right? and it's breakfast time. So using choices at breakfast time as an authoritative parent, you would think about what are two acceptable choices for breakfast in terms of, you know, what's nutritious, what do you have in the house and what do you have time to make? And you would offer those choices to the children. So in this case, Rory, would you like to have eggs and toast for breakfast this morning, or would you prefer to have cereal and fruit? Eggs and toast. Wonderful. And that's how you present choices. Okay. Give two and only two. Right. And the child chooses within those. Now, if the child says, I'd really like to have one of those chocolate donuts over on the counter, the authoritative parent plays the broken record and just keeps repeating that today's choices are eggs and toast or cereal and fruit, which would you like to have? Right. So this is giving the parent that power or control that, you know, sometimes parents say, I'm not going to let my child make all the decisions. Well, that's not what's happening here. The parent or the adult has made those boundaries or the choices of things that they feel is appropriate, but giving the child some say within those boundaries by making that choice. Yeah. Now that would look different as a permissive parent. The permissive parent might say, what would you like for breakfast? And mm. the child will say those chocolate donuts or a Twinkie or who knows, right? And, right, right. and since no boundaries were set, anything goes. Mm. On the other end of the spectrum, the authoritarian parent would say, you're having cereal for breakfast. Mm -hmm. And the child might be like, but the milk's sour. And the parent says, I don't care. Cereal's what's for breakfast. It's right. my way or the highway, right? Yep. So that's an example of how choices would work and what it might look like that same scenario with each different parenting style. Now, would you have any other suggestions? Sure. The authoritative parent is really good at respecting their children's feelings. 
So when your child is upset, it's a really good idea to name the emotion that you think your child is having and help them to work through that emotion or help them to calm down if necessary. Identifying the emotion and telling your child that you understand what they're experiencing is very validating to them. This is much different than giving in or trying to fix the problem for your child. It's just allowing them to experience their emotion. So sometimes parents want to jump in and fix the problem right away. Like if the child is sad because they couldn't have a toy, the parent is so uncomfortable with their child's feelings of sadness that they'll be like, okay, here, have the toy. That's not what we're talking about. It's it's not giving in to make the child feel better or, or rushing to fix the problem. It's just listening and validating the emotion. It might be offering comfort, but it's not giving in. Yeah. Okay. Um, So some, some examples of that um, from like an authoritarian perspective is quit crying or I'll really give you something to cry about. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And on the permissive side, it's like, oh, you don't feel good. Here's a cookie. Oh, I'll buy you this toy to feel better. Right. So those are the two extremes. Those are the two extremes. You want to shoot to be in the middle there and say, you know, Rory, I understand you're upset that you can't have that toy, but we don't have enough money to buy that toy right now. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like a pair of shoes, but I also can't have those shoes. Mm. And so we, we're, we're addressing the emotion and we're validating it and we're showing that we also understand the emotion, but we're not giving in. Right, right. Now, do you have any other examples for that one? I have one more suggestion on how to be more authoritative. And so um, that is to set rules and limits that are appropriate to your child's development. We want to firmly and consistently enforce the rules that we set, and we want to be ready to follow through with reasonable consequences if your child does not follow that rule. Do you have any examples for that one? Yeah, let's say you have a seven-year-old and Uh, You've decided that at seven, your child is capable of making his own bed, which seven-year-olds are more than capable of making Mm -hmm. their own beds. Right. And you've explained to your child that this is the new expectation for him. That first thing in the morning, when he wakes up, part of his morning routine from now on will be to make his bed. And if some time has gone by with this new rule in place, And let's say it's now Saturday morning and the seven-year-old has a soccer game to get to. Mm -hmm. And as you're getting ready to leave the house, you notice that the bed has not been made. So a permissive parent might see that and not even mention that the bed hasn't been made, or they might say, oh, just take care of it when we get home later. Right. On the other end, the authoritarian parent might say, I told you the rule. You didn't make your bed. You're not going to your game. Right. Right. So just like Goldilocks, right, right in the middle where, where we're hoping parents can, can fall most of the time. Right. It might look something like this. Once your bed is made, then we will leave for your soccer game. So this is just a reminder of the rule. It's enforcing the rule. It's Mm -hmm. giving the child an opportunity to fix the mistake. And if the child says, oh, right, runs in, makes the bed, they'll still get to their soccer game on time. Right. 
If, however, the child chooses to argue or procrastinate or not make the bed, then they might show up late to their soccer game. And that would be a very natural consequence to this behavior. One more question before we go. Is there a time when you would not want to use authoritative parenting? There are occasions when authoritative parenting would not be the best choice. And as I said earlier, parents will tend to use a mix of all of these styles depending on the situation at hand. So cases of health, safety, or morality issues, you want to be more of a brick wall. These should not be negotiable. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, certainly if your four-year-old is running into a street, that's mm-hmm. that's not a negotiable behavior. Right, right. That's what I thought of when you said health. I was like, yeah, that you need to say no. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, your teenager you've caught with drugs like that. That's definitely you want brick wall parenting happening in right, these right. situations. On the other hand, um, let's say you're ha- you're hosting a birthday party for your child. It's a sleepover birthday party. That might be the right opportunity to relax those rules about, you know, eating some junk food or going to bed a little bit later, right? right. So we, we sure. want to have that flexibility involved. The other thing I think for people to be aware of is that your stress level might also impact your parenting style. So even if you by nature tend to fall into that authoritative range of parenting style, if you're really high stressed you may slide down to permissive parent because you might just be so overwhelmed. You'll say, you know what? I don't care. Just do what you want. Mm -hmm. Or you may go the other direction more towards brick wall and you just don't have the patience to offer the choices, for example, and you get frustrated and you just say, because I said so, end of conversation. And that's natural. That will happen. The goal is to try to be in that authoritative parenting range as much as possible, knowing that we'll always slide up and down the continuum depending on many variables. Carrie, where were you when I was raising my kids? (laughs) I always come to the end of these talks that we have and it's like, I would have really done better if I had family health and wealth parenting skills here. So thank you. You're welcome. And, And I will say, you know, I feel very fortunate to be doing this job as I was raising my children as well. Because when you when you have the research come across your desk, yeah. you know, even for, for me, who does this professionally, sometimes yeah. needs a reminder. Um, right, right. And we're humans, right? I mean, we make mistakes and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, good stuff today. So uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Rory. Well, that's our podcast on parenting styles. Your style makes a difference. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your comments about today's topic. You can email us at jsj79 at cornell.edu or kkr5 at cornell.edu and email Carrie directly. More information on this topic, check out our blogs at blogs.cornell.edu forward slash CCE Suffolk FHW. You can also visit our website at www.ccesuffolk.org forward slash family-health-and-wellness forward slash human-development. That's our show and see you again.